We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the game plan on the Sooner Sports Podcast. And this is a first for us in a while. And I guess maybe, Toby, when you think about it, this ends up being the more common way we knock out our early week podcast because uh, after the football regular season wraps up, there's no more Monday press conference. So for the most part, you're out and about doing basketball and other events. We don't get to see each other on Mondays to tape it. I don't know if I like this or not. <laughs> I miss you. No, I'm with you. No, we don't see as much, uh, each other as much once the uh, football regular season is done. So uh, that's my loss. You've been uh, – traveling the globe doing women's basketball and big 12 radio and all kinds of stuff so it's good to good to chat with you again yeah man let's get after it so tomorrow well tomorrow as we tape this it's tomorrow but tuesday is our final spotlight before the the winter break and our producer grant way just sent me a note i think i'm on with jess and he asked all right give me your favorite kyler murray moment for the year and i i I'm still struggling with it. I text, I've texted him like three different plays right now, and I'm still thinking of more. I mean, there's a hundred that you could, you could pick from. But on the heels of his Heisman Trophy win, Toby, do you, do you have a favorite from Kyler this year? Oh, that's a great question. I, I would say, uh, you know, probably number one is the touchdown pass to Grant Calcaterra in the Big 12 championship game just because of the importance of it. I think the, the beauty of it and the importance of it are in large part why he won the Heisman Trophy in combination with uh, Tua's tough day. But ironically, one of the biggest moments of the year, I think, was 
in their only loss. I think the the run against Texas in the fourth quarter was otherworldly. Yeah. And um, so that would have to rank pretty high. I remember vividly the, the opener against Florida Atlantic. It wasn't a touchdown, but it was yeah. maybe even on the opening possession of the game when he circled around and, and ended up getting 15 yards or so, but ran about 60 yards to do it. And I remember uh, Teddy Lehman, as soon as he went out of bounds, Teddy said, I think it's going to be a fun year. <laughs> and uh, I, I thought that was pretty good foreshadowing on it. Been so many, you know, either through the air or uh, on the ground. It, it was an electric season. And it was exciting when he dropped back to pass because you never knew when Hollywood might go streaking open or CD might make a one-handed catch. But it was almost, it got ramped up even more exciting whenever he would pull it down and you'd say, all right, here we go. Let's see what he's got in store. And uh, he'd take off skittering through a secondary. So uh, quite a season. Isn't it amazing to, uh, and, and again, everyone forgets their hot takes before the season. But we live it, and whenever we're very much firm on a belief, I know that it stays with us more than maybe it does others who maybe wish and wash and go back and forth. But I, I still, it's laughable now to look back at the concern level of his commitment during the offseason, isn't it? People that were losing their minds about, oh my gosh, is he gonna, is he gonna be focused? Is is he too worried about baseball? I mean, you want to talk about just an absolute show? He and I don't just mean showing people. Toby, that's the thing that wowed me more based on the narrative that had been created coming into this season was the love this guy has for football. It's going to be really hard for him to hang up the cleats. All this stuff you're hearing about, well, maybe I still want to do football. It's not a negotiating ploy. I believe the dude really loves football. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And um, I, I have thought a lot recently about the baseball season and how much angst there was about him wanting to play baseball. And does that mean he's not a hundred percent dedicated to yep. the football team? And, um, you know, you gotta be there with your guys when you're lifting and through the off season in the spring and everything. <laughs> and I, I'm not, I'm not saying there's not some validity to that, but, uh, he was able to overcome. <laughs> so, um, uh, an incredible year, uh, an incredible athlete. I agree with you. I think, I, I don't think, I know he loves football. And I don't know if he's going to hang up the cleats or not. I've heard everything that Scott Boris has said. And um, I firmly ha believe him. I, I mean, I, I, I believe that he believes what he's saying. Um, but it'll be interesting at the end of this year because I think there will be options that will present themselves uh, for Kyler. And maybe it's uh, against the will of his agent. Um, maybe it's too costly to go down a certain road that he would like to go down. But I, I don't think it's a one-lane road he's on. I, I think that it, it, there is the option for him just to say, all right, that's it. I'm a baseball player for the rest of my life. And that's probably the easiest path in front of him. And, and he'll be great at it if that's what he decides to do. But I think if he decides that it, he wants to be a little more adventuresome, that somehow, some way that could be accomplished. And um, it will create some very interesting conversations 
between himself and the Oakland A's and Scott Boris and the NFL people. And um, there's going to be some hard decisions to be made. But, uh, you know, when you're that elite of an athlete, you know, woe is me. But the decisions that decisions. It'll be interesting to follow. I mean, I just I can't think of any other way to put it. I'm fascinated by it. But, Toby, now the focus goes from the individual award and the worthiness of it and uh, the seventh for Oklahoma and back-to-back quarterbacks winning it from the same school for the first time ever to the Orange Bowl. And we've got time, but yet as this post, we're only 18 days away. So we're going to have at least, at the very least, two or three shows together before we get there. But some of your early thoughts. I did the Film Room show last week. We got to touch on it just a little bit through a couple of the podcasts. But what have been some of your early thoughts as you've dug into Bama a bit? Well, I think, um, you know, from the from the positive side of things, first off, I think that um, Alabama hasn't seen a team with the speed and quickness of Oklahoma. Now, we don't know the status of Hollywood. So, but, but even without him, that's true. With him, it's even more dynamic. But um, there's no team Alabama's played, and this this includes Georgia, that is as fast and flamboyant office, offensively as OU is. And in the past, anyway, that has proven to give Alabama a little bit of problems. Certainly the, the easiest example is is the Sugar Bowl against Trevor Knight in Oklahoma a few years ago. But there's been even more examples that don't include Oklahoma. So I think that um, it'll be real interesting to see if Alabama can come up with um, a better way to defend Oklahoma and the spread and the high-flying speed than they have in the past. I think especially early in that game, Oklahoma could have some success just catching them by surprise with, with how athletic. Also, in preparation for Alabama, they're not a tremendously tricky team to get ready for. You know what they're going to do. They don't try to, um, they don't try to trick you. They just, they're better than you. So defensively, they're going to line up in what they do and they're going to do it. And so when you're getting ready, a film work and all that kind of stuff, it's not complicated. It's just really hard to beat them because they're, they're so good. On the, on the other side of things, I think my initial concern, my greatest concern about this game is whether Alabama can just line up and run it at Oklahoma and there's not anything Oklahoma can do about it. You know, I think back to Army, to Texas, when teams would go on six, seven, eight, nine, ten minute scoring drives, yep. and it wouldn't be big plays. It would just be three, four yards at a time. But Oklahoma couldn't get off get off the field defensively. And it would do two things. It would put points on the board and it would tire out your defense. That's one. But two, it would keep Kyler Murray and that Oklahoma offense on the sidelines. And I worry that Alabama's big enough and strong enough that they could do that if they want. Not that they're going to recreate the triple option or anything, but you know they they got a big old offensive line and big running backs and a and a running back a quarterback, whichever one they use, that's mobile as well. And whether or not 
uh, Oklahoma, if they just run it at them, can do anything about it, I think is um, is a worry. I, I don't see any other way you can defend Alabama than to just absolutely load up on the run defensively and, and just hope that your corners can hold up in man coverage. And that's scary because you got Jerry Judy and, and some other NFL caliber wide receivers out there. But I, I, don't, I don't see any other way you can do it against Bama other than load up on the run, uh, you know, run blitz, whatever you got to do to keep them from killing you by a thousand paper cuts and, and hope they can't connect on big plays in the passing game. I think if Jalen Hurts is the quarterback, that increases your chances there. He's not as good of a passer. He's an adequate passer, but he's not as good of a passer as Tua is. And if Tua is the quarterback, you got to worry about his mobility a little bit. But those are my initial thoughts still uh, two and a half weeks out. I like it. Hey, T-Row, I'll let you go on this. We've talked a lot of football, but uh, we're, we're 11, 12 minutes in, and we haven't been able to talk about this incredible start for Lon Kruger's team. I know you've enjoyed every minute of it so far, and – Man, that was that was just dominating against Wichita State on Saturday. Well, I tell you, I am uh, put me in the category of surprised. I, I would uh, I'll stop short of saying shocked because that's a, I would be rude, I think. But I'm I'm surprised at how well they played. I guess this early. I, I think I thought you know this team might come together as the year goes along, and by the time conference play rolls around you know, be tough, but I'm, I'm surprised how early, how well they've played so early in the season. They have completely bought into playing defense and I, I've, they've played better defense than an Oklahoma basketball team I've seen in a long time. I mean, they have completely sold out to clamping you down and whether it was Wichita state or Notre Dame or whoever they've played early in the season, it's been difficult for opponents to just find open shots, you know, much less make them. So that's fun to watch. They are legitimately deep. A lot of teams say they're deep early in the year and they'll play a bunch of bodies. And then eventually you'll kind of weed it down to the six or seven guys you trust. And the other guys have kind of played themselves out of minutes. And nobody's done that on this team. Everybody who's been asked to play has been productive and so Lon Kruger has continued to be able to throw nine, 10 and 11 guys out there on the court. And by the time it gets midway through the second half, he's got the fresher team and time and time again, you've seen them be able to pull away from opponents midway through the second half. So, and I, I listen, I think getting two wins without money McNeese in the lineup is huge, yes. especially against Notre Dame and Wichita state. I told Kevin Henry on the air Saturday, if you had told me money was going to miss the next two games, I would have been pretty happy with a split. But to go 2-0 and and not have him in the lineup, it's great to win those games. I think it also did something that will pay dividends down the line because if you watch that Notre Dame game, the first five or six minutes, they got dominated on the boards. And you saw a bunch of guys who I think were looking around waiting for Jamani to go get the rebound. And had to say, oh, that's right. We don't have him. We're going to have to take care of this. And the rest of that game, they rebounded fantastically. They ended up out-rebounding Notre Dame. And they dominated the boards against Wichita State. I think they out-rebounded them by 19. 
and you had Christian James and Brady Manick and Christian Doolittle and Matt Freeman and even guards coming down, Rashard Odoms, and rebounding the basketball with ferocity. And now you're going to throw Jamani back in to that, to a team with that attitude now. Hopefully they'll continue it and not just rely on him to go get rebounds. And I think it's going to pay off uh, on down the line. So it's fun. Uh, this will be a good game Saturday. USC's got a, a future pro on their team. Uh, it's going to be great to be in Tulsa. We got so many great OU fans up in green country. And I think that's going to be a fun atmosphere from what I've heard. OU's rolling out their new uniforms nice. on uh, Saturday night, the anthracite uni. So that'll be fun. And then we've got, uh, you know, the only home game in, uh, I think the only home game in December, right? Or did we play one? Or I think it's the only, it's the only one in a long time when Creighton yep. comes here next Tuesday, a week from tonight, Creighton's got a really good squad. And, um, and then a fun trip to Chicago right before Christmas to take on Northwestern at their place. That's a good team. Northwestern only lost to Michigan by two the other night. And I think Michigan's number five team in the country right now. So, um, and then it's big 12 play after that. So it's been a great start to the year, eight and one knocking on the door of the top 25. I think the expectations have gone from a team that's rebuilding this year to a team that has a shot to be an NCAA tournament team again. Yeah. That December 18th, Toby, you're right. That's the only game in the Lloyd Noble center in the month of December until conference play starts. So, should be fun here in a couple of weeks. Toby, enjoy what is a uh, a little bit of a laid-back week this week before Saturday night for basketball and the madness begins for football next week, man. Thanks for your time. All right, Chris. Thanks. Have a good one. All right, thanks to T-Row, Toby Rowland, the voice of the Sooners, for joining us. Let's wrap things up by hearing Kyler Murray's acceptance speech from New York as he won the seventh Heisman Trophy in program history. Oh, man. Oh, this is crazy. Oh. You know, I've worked my whole life um, to fulfill my goals, and you know, uh, but but at the same time, man, I know uh, there's a higher power looking down on me. Uh, he enables me to do all things, um, and you know, for that, I'm grateful for the many blessings that uh, God has blessed me with. And also, uh, and I want to, I want to congratulate my boys here too, and uh, Dwayne for, you know, their their two historic seasons. Um, it's been an honor to be with you guys the past two days and meet y'all, uh, be with y'all's families, and I just want to say congratulations to y'all. To the Heisman Trust and voters, man, I just want to say thank you for your support. Um, this is a, uh, this is crazy. Uh, this is a man. This is an honor. Um, something that you know, I'll never forget, and something I'll always cherish for the rest of my life. Um, I want to say to Coach Stoops, um, you and your family have been nothing but supportive to me uh, since the day I stepped foot on campus. Um, I want to say thank you for. You know, just giving me the opportunity to be part of such a historic program and great, uh, great university. Um, it's Coach Riley. Yeah. Uh, man, nobody, uh, nobody really knows how hard uh, these past couple years have been for me. Uh, but you and my family, and you know, you, through it all, you you pushed me. Uh, you, you kept me going. You kept me focused. Uh, you know, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. You pushed me harder than any coach ever has, and I just want to say thank you for, 
you know, believing in me uh, and allowing me to be the quarterback of this team and the leader of this team. So thank you, Coach. To my boys uh, back home, uh, my linemen, uh, Bobby Evans, uh, Bennett Powers, Creed Humphrey, and Drew Samia, and Cody Ford. Uh, man, you, you guys keep me upright. You keep me safe. Uh, you may hurt my pockets on Wednesday at Tea Cafe, but uh, I, I, I'd run through a wall for you boys, man. I love y'all. Um, to my playmakers, my receivers, um, running backs, you, know, you, you guys, you make me look so much better than I am. Uh, you, know, you go to battle for me every Saturday, and I, I, I can't ask for much more. So I just want to thank you, uh, thank each and every single one of you guys. Um, to my defense and my scout team, uh, man, I, I wouldn't be up here if it weren't for you guys. You, know, you, you push me to be the best of me every single day, so thank you to y'all. Uh, I also want to thank um, you know, the, the nutrition staff, the, the strength coaches, and the training staff for uh, you know, helping me get to this point. Uh, lastly, man, to my... My, my parents, my family, uh, my dad. I, I think it goes without saying that you know you're, you're a legend to me. Uh, you taught me everything that I know about this game, uh, and I, I honestly feel like you should be up here with me because you know, <laughs> I really wouldn't be up here if it weren't for you um, introducing me to this game. So thank you, and I love you. Um, to my mom, my best friend. Man, <laughs> I, I I could be up here all day talking about you, but um, you know for me it's. I'm just thankful that you're my mother and I love you. Um, to, to, my, to my uncle and my godfather, uh, Uncle Calvin and Marky J, uh, and you, I, I can't explain how much y'all mean to me. Uh, you know, y'all been with me every step of the way, no matter what it was, you know, I could go to y'all in times of need and I just wanna say I love you and thank you. To my family back home, my brothers and sister, um, you mean the world to me and you know, you've, your, your love and support, um, you know, it means everything. It means the world to me. So thank you. Um, and I, I just need to reiterate that you know I know this is a this is an individual award, but I wouldn't be here if it weren't weren't for my teammates, uh, my family, coaches, and and, and Sooner Nation. So uh, to everybody, I want to say thank you and Boomer. Kyler Murray, Cloud Nine, as you might imagine, and I would think business is picking up at Tea Cafe. want to thank everyone for downloading and listening to the Sooner Sports Podcast, as always brought to you by the Riverwind and Allstate. We'll be back with the Coaches Show on Thursday morning for your download pleasure. And Pardon me, that's on Friday morning, isn't it? Friday morning, we'll have the download for the Lon Kruger and Sherry Cole Show. And then also on Friday, we will have the tailgate to get you ready for OU, USC, and College Hoops and more previews of what's coming up in the Orange Bowl. Till then, everyone have a great week. And Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Yeah.